All right, so I think I'm live on my platforms now. All right, guys, hey. So uh, if you are watching from my YouTube channel, uh, Upload Past Crossroads, uh, or my podcast, you're watching the playback uh, on my podcast on Upload Past Crossroads. I was, I, anyways, I just went live. Uh, I just did a Bible study with my boy, Justin Lee Howell. Um, so if you go to my YouTube channel, you can check out the video we just did. All right, so I'm sharing my screen on all the rest of my platforms. I'm not allowed to share it on my um, Instagram pages, which I'm streaming from Troubled On Last and my underscore day underscore Bible. But we just did a Sunday school lesson on Nehemiah chapter one, verses seven through 11. So we closed out Nehemiah chapter one. But uh, yeah, so go ahead and go to that, uh, go to my YouTube channel, watch that video. But anyways, I didn't get to say a few things I wanted to say with verse 11. So I'm about to do that right now. But yeah, there go, this here goes the video. Where's the video at? It's called going to be called something else, but this is the video right here. Anyways, um, yeah, so the video I'm doing right now, I just want to finish saying what I was saying with verse 11. So let's go ahead and get to it. And it's talking about um, God's favor among men, right? So let me read Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11, then I'm going to give you guys a little setting. So here it is in Nehemiah chapter 1, 11. It reads, O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thy ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thou servant, this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer, guys. All right, so this verse touched me so much in so many ways. So let me go ahead and talk about it, man. So, guys, a lot of people think that uh, it's bad to, you know, talk about prospering or being successful. Like, you know, that's not God's way for a Christian. You know, like, that's of the devil. Like, you know, money. Fame, like all that stuff, but guys, God's over the increase, right? It's kind of like what Paul said, you know. Uh, they kind of said that to Paul in First Corinthians with the Corinthian church. They said to Paul that, you know, basically that you know, um, you know, they picked sides on which prophet was true, which which child of God was the greatest. You know, they argued in, in the Corinthian church, they fought about which Christian had it all. Right. So some people was on Peter's side. Some people was on uh, Paul's side. Some people was on Jesus's side. And the people who were on Jesus's side, they were on his side for uh, good motives or healthy. They didn't have healthy intentions behind that. They just they just were on Jesus side to boast about it. Right. So they received their, uh, you know, their praise and their uh, identity. They received all that stuff from whoever side they sided on. So they thought some pastors, some preachers were better than others, and they choose to follow them and make their whole and revolve their whole identity around those people, right? And so, basically, um, what was I trying to say with that? You know, sometimes, yeah, we look at like people who are successful and people who are prosperous, people who have good stuff, and we judge them harshly, right? But, you know, God's over the success a lot of times, right? So that's what I was going at with that. But, you know, sometimes we think it's wrong to ask God for success, prosperity, good stuff, and victory in life. But it's not. So it's, it's okay, right? And so that's the video today. Like Nehemiah, he asked for God to prosper him with what he was about to do. What was he about to do? He was about to ask the king of Persia for something impossible, right? He wanted God's favor, God's blessing, God's mercy before he went to this king. So we saw with Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11, that, you know, he was asking the king, he was asking the one true king, not the king of Persia. He went to God himself and asked him 
for favor when he goes to the site of this man, right? So he called the king of Persia this man, right? Like we talked about in the first video. When he said that, he, he was saying that he was saying something different than all the rest of the people of Persia was saying. All the rest of the people of Persia wanted to drink this Persian king's bath, while all the rest of the people of Persia thought that this king of Persia was a god. And they looked at him and idolized him and worshiped him and praised him instead of the one true God, right? Because they had a lot of idols in Persia and they just thought this king was another god. But Nehemiah saw this king as just another man, right? So in the first video, I didn't get to really say this, but um, with this king of Persia, you know, he was real uptight. He was real uh, uppity. You know, what's the good word I'm trying to say? He was real prideful and into himself, right? So he didn't have no reason for doing anything for Nehemiah. So we know in the book of Nehemiah chapter one, we talked about how Nehemiah had a burden in his heart. And his burden in his heart was that he wanted to, he felt for the people of Jerusalem who were living in disgrace and shame. He felt for the people of Jerusalem who were living in ruins, right? The walls were burned with fire. The gates were down. Every, the only thing that the people and the captives and the captives of the Israelites that went back to Jerusalem had was the temple there. And they've been back there for 70 years, guys, 70 years before Nehemiah's time period in 444 BC, right? And 150 years before that, before Nehemiah's time period, the Israelites became captives to the Babylonians. Now they're captives to the Persians. And Nehemiah still doesn't understand why God's city, God's nation, and God's people have no walls of protection. They don't have, they don't have God's protection there right? It's just a temple there. That's it. So thieves can come in and steal whatever they want from the temple. Uh, wives and children and husbands were living in shame and disgrace and reproach because they had no protection. They had no walls. And other nations made fun of the Israelites because they had no walls. They had no protection, right? And so Nehemiah is asking for God's favor, right? Before he goes to the king of Persia to ask him to rebuild the walls, right? And so also with that as well, the king of Persia had already said no to rebuilding the walls and rebuilding the gates in Ezra time period, you know, 15 to 10 years before the book of Nehemiah in 444 BC, right? So King Artaxerxes, and he, he said no because the other nations, the Adamites, Canaanites, the Amorites, all the other Ikes around Jerusalem lied to the king of Persia and told him that the Israelites only want to rebuild the walls in Ezra time period because they wanted to take out the Persians, so they lied. So the Israelites didn't get to do it 15 years before the book of Nehemiah, right? So Nehemiah has to go to the same king to ask the king for the king's approval to go to Jerusalem to help rebuild the walls and rebuild, rebuild the gates. So honestly, the king has no reason to do what Nehemiah is asking, right? He has no reason of helping out Nehemiah at all. He's not an Israelite. He's a Persian, right? The uh, Nehemiah is a cupbearer to the king, so he's a servant to the king. So why would he have to do anything that the, his servant's asking him to do, right? So it's so many reasons, right? He's a god too. People thought that the, the Persian king was a god. So why would this god do anything for this man, right? So you guys see the impossible situation. And that's what I was going to talk about today. The video is titled today, you know, God's favor among men, right? So favor with men springs forth and happens because you have the mercy of God, right? And there's two verses I want to read to you guys, man. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible that I always think about, always meditate on. This, these are just the verses for me. You got verses like that, you let me know in the comment section what those verses are for you. 
but here they are for me. Like uh, Proverbs 16, verse 7 reads, when a man's way pleased the Lord, he, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Right? When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. That's Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. And then Proverbs chapter 3, verse 4 reads, So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. How do you get good favor? Right? Good understanding. How do you find that in the sight of God and man? By obeying God, by doing what God tells you to do. By Oh, man, I thought I was sharing the scripture verse, guys. I'm sorry. I'm not even sharing it on my uh, social media pages. But, you guys, you get it. So, um, dang, that really messed me up. I'm trying to share my screen. But anyways, yeah, let me find where I was at. So, when I, when, in, how you get it is, you know, basically just obey the Lord. Do what God called you to do. And Nehemiah is doing that, right? So, Nehemiah shows us the steps of how to obtain God's favor, how to get God to listen to you, how to get God to... Uh, to 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 do miracles in your life how do you do you want god to show up in your life do you want god to show up in your situations that seem impossible do you want to receive victory through your obstacles obstacles and things that you're facing in this life if you want that and you want the lord's favor if you want to have great opportunities come your way and all that stuff you know you got to receive god's mercy no reason why only only way you receive god's mercy is by this and this is what nehemiah is doing nehemiah is holding god to his promises guys he knows the Bible. He studied the word. Now he can hold God to what God said through his word. So this is what how we should be praying. And Nehemiah chapter one is basically a, Nehemiah praying to God and, and praying on the behalf of the Israelites and on the behalf of himself and his household, on the behalf of everybody, all of God's children, all of his redeemed people. Nehemiah is praying for all these people, saying, make it saying that God promised that, you know, if we repent and turn from our sins and we turn back to you, that you promised to bring us back to the land that you have ordained for us, the land that you called us to, like Jerusalem, right? And God's going to keep his promises, right? We just got to hold him to his word. We got to know his word to be able to do, to be able to hold him to his word and for him to be faithful and keep his promises and all that, right? So in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, it reads, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper, prosper, but whosoever confesses and forsake them shall have mercy. So Nehemiah, he's asking for the mercy of God before he goes to the king. So a lot of people say that, you know, Nehemiah is asking for the king's mercy, but what is the king's mercy going to do for you if you don't have God's mercy? What if a man approval and man's uh, applause going to do for you if you don't have God's applause and God's approval, right? So God's favor leads to man's favor, right? If you want if you want to have success, if you want to have blessings, if you want to prosper in all your avenues and all your ways and everything you do in life, the book of Nehemiah is telling us that we need to we need to seek the Lord, man. We need to do things that's pleasing in his sight, man. Then he can restore us to right relationship with him and the right relationship with him leads to a right, a right physical looking life. Right, guys? So a lot of people want their lives to turn around. They want their marriage to turn around. They want their jobs situation to turn around they want better they want more you're not going to get that if you don't seek the lord and turn to him and go to him and find him right that's the book of nehemiah right so that's one of the things i wanted to share with nehemiah chapter 1 verse 11 i got a lot more to share with you guys man so yeah i got a lot of obstacles around a lot of people around so that's why the video is kind of weird today but all right so i pray you guys enjoy this one man if you want to see more just make sure and you want to learn more about the book of Nehemiah go to my YouTube channel upload past crossroads right so 
Uh, let me make sure I'm actually sharing my screen this time. I'm on other social media platforms, but you guys can just listen, man. On my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, right? I just did a Bible study with Justin right here, so make sure to go to that. Um, I forgot what I titled it. If I go to my Facebook page, I can see. So let me go to my Facebook page real quick. This is my Facebook page, Sean Christopher Jenkins. I'm also on LinkedIn, Sean Christopher Jenkins. Wow, those are my other social media pages right here as well. But yeah, I just went live. Let me see what I called the video. I called the video, Nehemiah holds God to his promises. And the verses I covered was Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 7 through 11. So that was the first video I did. And then, guys, you just saw this video. So, um, yeah, man, God's favor among men, man. You're not going to have God's favor if you don't know him, right? <laughs> You're not going to have God's favor if you don't hold him to his word, man. You got to know his word, man. And so this is what Nehemiah did, right? So, all right, so that's the video, guys. So you guys saw the rest of my social media platforms. Go to all of them, like all my videos, like all my content, share all my content, comment. All right, guys, so I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out.